Jack. Yes. What's your favorite thing you've ever seen an award show do? End. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, Ashton answered. That's, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Not personally a fan of them. Yeah. No, I get that. I mean, um, I, is there is there any any particular time that an award show has done something that you thought like oh, okay so surprisingly not as shitty as I thought it was going to be? Well, there's a famous moment from the Oscars where somebody stood in to accept Brando's award. Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Uh, she also got like threatened by John Wayne. Yeah, that's my favorite part <laughs> is they had to hold old man John Wayne back. What an asshole! Yeah, what an asshole. <laughs> uh, aside from that. Um, you know, I used to really enjoy the Nickelodeon, uh, <laughs> what were they? The Kids Choice Awards. The Kids Choice Awards. Yeah. I used to love that shit as a child. Oh, yeah. It was just fun watching celebrities yeah. get covered in slime. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, it's fantastic. There, there's also a clip from the MTV Awards where, uh, who is it in Nirvana that like whipped his guitar up in the air and got smacked in the face? Someone, in, I mean, that feels like it would have been Kurt Cobain. It might have been Kurt. Unless it was, I mean, unless unless it was, Maybe um, it might have been a base. It might have been a base. Unless in that case, it was Chris Novoselic. I think it but <laughs> might have been him. I I don't I don't remember this. Uh, God, huh? I mean, yeah, that would be a helpful thing to see. Definitely a, a thing I've seen like a clip in post because that would have been I don't know early nineties. I would not oh have given him shit. Yeah, that would yeah that would have. Been I was a, still watching Nickelodeon's Kids Choice Awards. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there was a point. I think one of my favorite things I've ever seen in a, at an award show was. I think it was it was actually the MTV uh, Movie Awards, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. And uh, I forget what movie he was nominated for, but he won uh, for for best actor, uh, Jim Carrey. Okay. And oh, uh, I no, no one no one really knew where he was uh, because he was sitting in the very front row, and he looked like the filthiest like hippie pulled right <laughs> out of the nineteen seventies, like. Ex Vietnam vet turned yeah. leftist, like just nice. hanging out, giant beard, huge hair. No one knew it was him, or at least very few people right, knew it was right, him because right. he got up to accept the award and people were like, What the fuck? And then he gets up there and starts ranting about how the network should play more Fog Hat. <laughs> what? what movie was that? I can't remember what movie it was. It had the outfit had nothing to do with the movie, it was he just did this. I thought you were going to say, and I, th- I think this was Jim Carrey. I could be wrong. There was an award where Chris Isaac and I think Cameron Diaz were presenting. And Chris Isaac, like, forces a kiss on her. So when oh. Jim Carrey goes up to accept the award, he <laughs> makes sure to give a big old smooch to Chris Isaac, who is not enjoying it. Am that, I missing up my stories? That may have been a thing that had happened, and I f- would fully believe that it was Jim Carrey that did that. I, I have no recollection of that. I'll though. have to dig it dig it up later. I am interested to see where this banter's going, though. <laughs> um, well, it's not going to be immediately clear, but it is okay. actually relevant to what we're talking about today. Uh, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Derazzled, the podcast where we take award-winning worst films and fix them. I am your host, Joe Neal. I said with me as always is also host Jack Culbertson. Hey, hey. Today 
we are, is a most auspicious occasion for us because we are discussing, which as of this recording, yesterday's uh, 43rd annual Golden Raspberry Awards. As the rest of Hollywood is preparing for the Oscars tonight. Which is like literally just about to start. Right. <laughs> I, uh, uh, God. I'm not going to lie. I really hope I make it home in time to watch the performance of Natu Natu from RRR. <laughs> I, I, like I said at the beginning of this, I don't normally care about awards shows, yeah. but this one actually could be fun. Like this I actually one, care a lot about the, uh, a number of the movies yeah, tonight. I, I want to see, I want to see the Batman win as much as it can. Mm-hmm. I want to see everything everywhere all at once win everything. Yeah. I want to see Natu Natu. <laughs> I just T- tell me what Deacon said. Oh, yeah, it, yeah, we actually, uh, we just saw, thanks to uh, Discussing Film on Twitter, uh, Roger Deakins in an interview said that uh, that The Batman was the most gorgeous cinematography of 2022, and the only reason it wasn't nominated for that is snobbery, snobbery which, hell yeah, if Roger yeah. fucking Deakins is calling y'all out for not nominating a superhero film. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I love that so much. <laughs> It was it was a win for nerds everywhere. It seriously was. <laughs> Holy shit! I had never been. I, I I've never been happier about somebody's gripe with a with a nomination right. before. Uh, Roger I mean, Deakins uh, is a, a fairly well known uh, DP. Uh, arguably one of the most well known mm-hmm. DPs of uh, one, or most well known cinematographers of this current age. Yeah. Like he's he has shot some of the most gorgeous and highly acclaimed films of the past like twenty years or more. More even. Yeah. Yeah. What a guy. What a guy. You love to see it. Jack, let's get on into these Razzies here. Let's do that. This uh, is the 43rd? 43rd annual Golden Raspberries. Uh, whew, God, I can't believe they've gone this long. Uh, so I'm going to go in reverse order of what they have listed on the Razzies website here. Okay. Much like our Razzie nominations episodes, we try to go into this as, as blind as we possibly can so that we can give you our real reactions. I'm going to be real with you. I had the entire fucking thing spoiled for me yesterday over breakfast. Because Google doesn't understand yeah. how to structure search results in such a way that isn't just throwing spoilers in yeah. your face. It's a pretty presentation of how they of how they throw it in your face, but it's still thrown into your face. I think I made it mostly here spoiler free. You you told me that you you knew two things, mm-hmm. which was that Pinocchio won something yeah. and that Morbius didn't Snubbed. win something. So that which good, you know, so little that you should get we should get some good reactions from and you at least Colin Farrell won something positive. So I assume I'm assuming yeah. the Redeemer. We'll 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 get there. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to start there. Great. So that's not the bottom of the list here, but I am going to start there. You're absolutely correct. Uh, Colin Farrell was given the Razzie Redeemer Award this year for his just fantastic performance in the Banshees yeah. of Inisherin, which. Yeah, I, I get it. He's been also arguably some... his performance as the penguin in the Batman, I think, is also deserving. I thought he was fucking great in that. Right around the time, and in, in Bruges is kind of old at this point. Yeah, it's been around for a while. Um, I still I, haven't seen it, but it's fantastic. Yeah, I need to fix um, that. Same director. Yeah, but I think that I saw him in that. And I was like, oh, he can he can act. Okay, all right. And he proves it yet again. For you know, again and again and again, yeah. uh, he proves he proved it in 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 a Sharon without a shadow of a doubt. His performance is fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, D- depressing as hell. Yeah, but that movie like it, it is <laughs> the the concept of what counts as a comedy is so wild to me because <laughs> <laughs> that movie is nominated Ugh. and everything as a comedy, and it's it's so sad. The bleakest <laughs> of comedies. Oh God. 
it, the, the funniest movie where Brendan Gleeson cuts off all his goddamn fingers. Hilarious. <laughs> well, he deserved it. I'm glad he got it. Yes. Were there I, any other people nominated? There were. Yes, there were two other nominees for uh, for the uh, for the Redeemer Award this year. They were, and I'm really glad this didn't win. Uh, Mark Wahlberg for Father Stew. The I'm stunned. What? How did that even get nominated? I thought for sure it was going to get nominated for actual Razzies, right? Because it's a fucking Mark Wahlberg movie done alongside Mel Gibson in 2023. But no, <laughs> they were apparently. Thinking of praising him for that. Gross. Uh, and the other, uh, which I think is a much more palatable uh, nomination, uh, is uh, Val Kilmer in the uh, Val Netflix document documentary. Okay. I haven't seen it, but... My understanding is that it is t- very touching. That it, it really helps uh, really helps you understand a guy who's been kind of put through the ringer and kind of misunderstood yeah. over, the, over the course of his career. I guess there was definitely a point where I would see the name Colin Farrell in a movie. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to see this guy. Oh yeah. Whereas I don't think I've ever seen a movie with the name Val Kilmer on it. I'm like, I don't want to see this movie because of him. I can, I can firmly say I've never had that particular sentiment. Yeah. He, not that he's been in, he's been in some crappy movies, but I've never said it was because of him. We'll get to the Island of Dr. Moreau eventually. <laughs> I know we will. I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> I don't know when, but we'll get to it eventually. Yeah. So, so that's the Redeemer award. They had not announced any yeah, weird, nominees huh? for it with the initial with the actual release of their nominations this year. So, you know, I had that prediction that Robert Pattinson was going to get it for his role in the yeah. Batman, and they, they didn't announce shit. So I, I was I was surprised to even see they gave it to anybody. This is foreshadowing for another thing that's going to come up later. Oh, good. Okay, now onto the actual Razzies themselves. Uh, we're going to start with worst screenplay. Nominees include uh, Pinocchio, Robert Zemeckis, and Chris Weitz. Blonde, Andrew Dominic, Good Morning, Machine Gun Kelly and Maud's Son, Jurassic World Dominion, Colin Trevorrow, uh, Emily Carmichael, and I can't see the next name, uh, and Morbius, Matt Sazama, and Burke Sharpless. Uh, do you do you want to take a crack at who won this? Um, I'm going to say Good Morning was fucking horrible yeah you actually did watch yeah. good morning along with our our good friend scott mcgrath he picked it he picked it <laughs> thanks scott thanks scott uh i'm gonna was... say blonde you're gonna say blonde yeah. one mm-hmm. you're correct blonde one uh i watched blonde you did uh <laughs> you, and you bit the bullet i one. bit that bullet for us um i hated that fucking movie it was so bad yeah. holy shit yeah deserved absolutely deserved uh victory there <laughs> Let's see now. Moving on. Worst director. So we have Daniel Espinoza for Morbius, Robert Zemeckis for Pinocchio, Andrew Dominic for Blonde, Machine Gun Kelly and Maud's son together for Good Morning, and Judd Apatow for The Bubble, which I think this is the only nomination The Bubble got. Yeah, I wasn't even aware it was. A, oh, I remember the like trailers a, for that it looked he- like shit. It was like a weird green screen COVID yeah. movie. You know what? What's playing over the credit, the end credits of Good Morning? What? Outtakes. Bloopers. Of course it is. That are only funny to the people that were in the movie. Oh, boy. Yeah. Like a bunch of high school teenagers got together to make a movie, but had a bunch of money. Um, what I'm saying is I've got, I've, I've now been able to see what Machine Gun Kelly's directing style looks like, and he absolutely deserves it just for the end credits. 
Jack, you're two for two. Is Machine Gun nice. Kelly and Maud's son for for worst director this year? Oh, um, I'm not surprised, honestly. As as no. I've got some feelings about Andrew Dominic after having watched Blonde, I'm fully I, I I'm fully willing to believe that Machine Gun Kelly and Maud's son did a way worse job directing than he did. I I forget who I was describing it to as an early 2000s stoner comedy that I would have been trapped watching <laughs> at like college parties. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely that yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Uh moving on, we now have worst remake, ripoff or sequel. Nominees are Pinocchio, Robert Zemeckis. Oh, the uh the double whammy of 365 days this day oh, right. and the next 365 days. Firestarter, Blonde, and Jurassic World Dominion. I don't think Blonde should be nominated, but well, I mean, it, it is it is based off of that book. I'm going to I'm going to say a work of fiction by Joyce Carol Oates. <laughs> she's one of the authors that have since come out as a, a bit turfy. Isn't no, she? actually, she's no. no okay. That's the, the one thing she's not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she's weird. She's like weird and regressive about a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. And then she is not a turf. Like, huh. uh, like just recently has just been like going on to Twitter posting about how we how about how trans kids needs to be or need to be allowed to exist and like be protected and respected. Okay, you get that one point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, even, I, even she fucking gets it. <laughs> uh, see, I was gonna say Pinocchio, but you do have a point. Fuck, I'm gonna say Pinocchio. You're three for three. Oh shit! Pinoc- All right. that, that is what Pinocchio won: best uh, or worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel. I I kind of want to watch it, just especially since I've seen the Guillermo yeah. del Toro one. I like. I want to know how bad Disney did with this. See, I don't. I don't like the animated Pinocchio. I just never sure. quite click with me. I, mean, I can see like it drags in some places. Mm-hmm. Like, I just I just watched it again recently, and like it does drag in some places, and it is like weirdly terrifying in some ways. They're just like deeply yeah. uncomfortable. Uh, but it is like kind of a you know it's a it's a slow, long movie in some ways. It's just... I hated that part of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Why is Monstro in space in Kingdom Hearts? How the fuck did that happen? See, I didn't have a problem with that. Why is his guts warpy around? That's also a good question. What is it with video games on the inside of whales? Because Ocarina of Time, Legend of Zelda has that does that whole fucking thing where you have to be inside a whale. We'll, we'll do a second second unit on it. <laughs> Guys, I need to see the the Del Toro. Oh my god, you really need yeah. to. You'll you'll really. I know enjoy I'm gonna it. like it. Uh, I'm just going to reiterate this again, because uh, I know I said this last time we talked about it on the show, but the guy that voices SpongeBob voices Mussolini. <laughs> and uh, Guillermo del Toro has talked about that. Is it in SpongeBob's voice? No, no, it's oh, not. It's not. It, um, it would be really fucking funny if Tom Kenny just like, <laughs> yeah. as Mussolini walked up like, oh! uh, that di- would be hilarious. Dictators. <laughs> Okay, worst on-screen combo. Uh, this is where the Razzies did their Razzie things. We have Blonde, which was uh, everyone involved in the in the uh, White House bedroom uh, sex scene, which, frankly, I kind of get. 
365 days this day and the next 365 days just those as a pair existing oh the movies as a pair okay uh oh razzies good morning i think it was just any assemblage of people that were on screen together (laughs) i did like the Uh, one character uh and tom and uh, elvis uh tom hanks in the like 10 pounds of makeup and prosthetics on his face I am impressed that they put out two shitty movies in a year. So I personally mm-hmm. am giving them a Razzie. I don't think that they want it. Oh, what the, the 365 days, folks? Yeah. yeah. You're personally giving it to I'm them. I'm personally okay. giving it to them. So, so who do you think won? I think it was uh, the White House orgy. This is your first miss. Oh, no. It's Tom Hanks. It's uh, They gave it to Elvis. They gave it to Tom Hanks and his pounds of makeup. Though. Well. I, I I agree. It should. Oh, I agree insofar that it should have gone to blonde. Just <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, that fucking movie. Next we have worst supporting actress. So we have Mira Sorvino for Lamborghini, the man behind the legend. Both Penelope Cruz and Fan Bingbing for the three five five. Fan Bingbing also nominated for the King's Daughter. Okay. Uh, she was Very the good. yeah. She was the mermaid. Uh, Lorraine Bracco for Pinocchio and Adria Arjona for Morbius. I'm going to go with Penelope Cruz and Fun Bingbing. You think they both won? Oh, I thought they were both in that movie. They are both in that movie, yes. Oh, but they are nominated they, they separately. They have separate nominations. Oh. Yeah. Though, I mean, there have been tied nominations or tied victories before. True. So is is hmm. that is that your guess? No, I'm going to go with Penelope Cruz by herself. Penelope Cruz by herself. Yeah. Nope. Adria Arjona for Morbius. Morbius did not go empty handed. Damn. Okay. I was going to go with that, but I thought they got completely snubbed. No, they, they, okay. they, they have at least this okay. so far. Uh, next up, we have more supporting actor. Xavier Samuel for Blonde. Who does he play? Do you uh, know? Evan Williams for Blonde. Uh, they are uh, this—they are uh, the son of Charlie Chaplin and the mm-hmm. son of another actor whose name I can't remember off the top of my head. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Pete Davidson and Maud Son also each are nominated separately for Good Morning. And, fucking terrible. And Tom Hanks for Elvis. I really hated Pete Davidson in that film. I hated him. But I'm going to go with Tom Hanks. It was Tom Hanks. Yeah. It was absolutely Tom Hanks. You know how some movies kind of like let their actors do like improv jokes? Yeah. It felt like they took only the cut improv bits for Pete Davidson, and that was the movie. <sighs> Jesus Christ, man. That's that's rough. Yeah. That's fucking awful. Technically it's worst actress next, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do worst actor worst actor before I do worst sure. actress. Uh so worst actor, uh Sylvester Stallone for Samaritan, because they have to pick on Sylve- Sylvester Stallone. They're just it's just in their blood. Uh Pete Davidson for Marmaduke. <laughs> Tom Hanks for Pinocchio, Jared Leto for Morbius, and Machine Gun Kelly for Good Ooh. Morning. Those are all really good nominations. It's actually it, it <laughs> as, good far, as far as taking terrible, uh, terrible performances for a year. Yeah, it's a solid crop. Damn. Uh, what was the one after Schwarzenegger? Or not Schwarzenegger? Uh, Stallone. After Stallone, I said Pete Davidson for Marmaduke. Mm. That is hilarious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to go with Morbius. It was indeed Fuck. Michael Morbius. Oh, oh, I got it. Okay. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, Jared Leto absolutely good for won. Him. Yeah, so that's that's two. That's two for Morbius. Uh, good lord. Uh and now, worst actress. Of note, this is a shorter list 
than what you would normally expect because okay. they removed right. after after the snafu of having nominated twelve year old actress Ryan, uh, Ryan Kira Armstrong for her performance in Firestarter. They rescinded that over public backlash and rightfully so because it was a classless, shitty, mean spirited thing, yeah. thing to do. So the the uh, nominees we were left with are Diane Keaton for Mac and Rita, Alicia Silverstone for The Rakeen, Bryce Dallas Howard for Jurassic World Dominion, and Kaya Scodelario for The King's Daughter. I'm going to go with Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard. Jack, I'm sorry. This was, this was a trick question. What? So you know how I said I was foreshadowing something later? There was something else the Razzies didn't fucking tell anybody who wasn't a voting member. They didn't keep the list of nominees short for Worst Actress. What? They removed Ryan Kira uh, Armstrong, uh-huh. and they added themselves. So the winner, by a landslide, apparently, <laughs> for Worst Actress this year is, the, is Razzies? the Razzies for their 43rd Worst Actress nominations blunder. I have mixed feelings. <laughs> <laughs> tell me tell me about your feelings. I, I've been waiting to tell you this since yesterday. I, it's very Razzie of them. It is. It is very in character. <laughs> so I appreciate that. I'm... <laughs> the Razzies are in general kind of just mean as a base, so sure. I do like that they're kind of taking the piss out of themselves. Yes, I I love that about this, but I have a hard time believing that they're doing anything um, altruistically. If they hadn't also changed the rules so that they can't nominate kids anymore, that's true. I okay. would agree with you, but I think I think they're showing actual contrition. As insofar as they are capable <laughs> in this but, moment. But did they accept the award? Actually, yes. There's wow. there's a there's a video of the of of this ha- of this actually we'll watch it in the in the break Great. between acts oh, so that we can talk about it a little bit because uh, I haven't I actually have not watched that video yet so I'm I am also That's excited. fantastic um, yeah so yeah they so they did indeed accept their own award okay Jack this is the big one worst picture okay. the winner that determines how we end this season oh, fuck so. The nominees, once more, are Good Morning, Machine Gun Kelly, Mod Son, whoever the fuck else was involved in this. I'm not going to name all these producers. Who no. am I kidding? Uh, the King's Daughter, Blonde, Morbius, and Disney's live-action Pinocchio. I probably would have leaned with Morbius if I hadn't read that it was snubbed. Sure. I mean, that was my expectation yeah. in our in our, in our our predictions. Yeah. And it would be nice if it was Good Morning because I would have already kind of digested that a little bit. You did bite we... that bullet, yeah. I think they went with Blonde. Jack, they went with Blonde. Blonde. Worst picture of 2022. And good Lord, is it well-deserved. Is, is it? <laughs> it's so, like, so we mentioned how bewildered we were that this got so many nominations because this led far and away with yeah. the most nominations of any of any movie uh, at the at the Razzies this year. Well, it's baffling cuz it's also it's Oscar bait. It's also and Oscar bait. It's been nominated. And, and well, specifically uh Anna Armas, Armas yeah. got a best a best actress nomination out of this movie. I will say she's good. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Oscar good. 
Sure. Especially in a year where, again, there were some fan-fucking-tastic performances, critically and audience lauded by uh, Viola Davis and, you know, other, and I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm blanking on the actress from, from, uh, from, from Till. I don't even know what you're talking about. The Emmett Till movie, the, oh, the oh, actress oh, who played Emmett okay. Till's mom. Um, I'm going to look, I'm going to look her okay. name up real quick. Uh, Nate also guessed Morbius. Yeah, I'm yeah. not surprised. Yeah. They memed themselves into theaters a second time and fucked up harder. How does that not win? In like, any other year, that is like, that's Razzie Bates. Yeah, I'm on, almost surprised that it won. It didn't win. And that they didn't create some weird Razzie additional category. Seriously. Like, worst movie to go back in theaters twice. Yeah. Like, uh, it would. I feel like, the, I feel like the, the stinkers would have done that. <laughs> I feel like the stinkers would have. R.I.P. Uh, stinkers. R.I.P. stinkers. Bring back the stinkers. Uh, Danielle Deadweiler is who I'm thinking ah, of from okay. Till. She played Mamie Till Bradley. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Both of those performances were like beloved and they weren't nominated for anything. And yet. Again, Anna de Armas is hands down the best thing about this movie. Right. It's real bad. <laughs> it's, How long did you say it was? It's almost three hours long, oh, which man. is part of the problem. Like I, I kept checking the the the. Uh, the scroll bar on Netflix to see like how much time was left. And every single time, even when I was like, okay, there's only 10 minutes of this left. I'm like, God fucking damn it. How is this not over? Oh my God. Yeah. Scenes go on for way too long. The pacing is abysmal. The, the, the film is so deeply misogynist that it hurts. And not just in the way of, Oh, this is the fifties and sixties. People are shitty to women. Right. No, like the directorial, like standpoint of it is, misogynist like the andrew dominic clearly has some real fucking big mommy issues <laughs> that come to the forefront throughout this entire goddamn movie what the, so why would you direct a marilyn monroe I, film i i don't know i i cannot fathom it it's so strange also can, can we have like one minute of spoilers because I, I have like two questions please yes one how do they do, what reason do they give for her death she takes some pills and falls asleep. Do they imply that it's intentional? Um, because she's possibly, one of those like Hollywood mystery type. Yeah, yeah. I think they leave that part ambiguous. Okay. Uh, part two: sentient demon fetus. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I had a feeling this is going to be one of your. I'm, I'm going to make this quick because we're going to expound upon it further I'm in the finale sure. episode. But. Yeah, so Marilyn Monroe had a few had some pregnancies in her lifetime. Uh, one, the first time she was pregnant, she ended up having an abortion. Uh, they dramatized that real hard I'm in sure the, they did. in this movie as her like on the table finally realizing, no, I don't want this, and running away and making a big ordeal out of it. Um, and then like dragging her back to the table. I was like, I highly doubt that's how any of that happened. Yeah. Also, abortion was illegal at the time, and they yeah. made no mention of any of that. None, none, no fucking mention. So she does not have that baby. She marries Joe DiMaggio or ex-athlete as he's listed in the <laughs> in the credits. Uh, that falls apart because Joe DiMaggio was, was an abusive shit heel to mm -hmm. her. Uh, marries Arthur Miller or the playwright as he's credited. Uh, has is pregnant in that marriage, and while she's out in their garden, she is just there gardening, and you hear a little voice pop up in her ear saying you're not gonna hurt me like the last one are you <laughs> no i swear to fucking god so and bad. they also every time she's pregnant they they go out of their way to show this like high definition cg render of a fetus like up close oh god, like you're I... in fucking cosmos 
like like as though you're like going over like 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 a, like a planet surface that's been rendered for the Neil deGrasse Tyson cosmos or something. It's fucking insane. Have you seen Eraserhead? Because I have seen Eraserhead. Okay. Yeah, I have seen Eraserhead. I am not looking forward to watching this. Movie. I'm I'm sadly I'm probably going to watch it again. I'm probably also going to read the Joyce Carol Oates book to be ready for this one. I did think about doing that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not looking forward to any of that. <laughs> Just, oh, God, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's it, so bad. It would be an excuse to watch some Maryland films, though, so that would be nice. That's a good point. Yeah, it would be an excuse to actually watch mm. some real Marilyn Monroe stuff. I've never actually watched some like it hot the whole way through. Hmm. Yeah, good opportunity. Yeah. She's also done some, like, noir. So She has done some mm-hmm. noir. Um, They kind of, like, sh- they kind of, like, they show her in production on a couple of movies throughout mm-hmm. uh, throughout the course of this monstrosity. And I think you're seeing, like, a part of that. And it's when she's, okay. like, at, is when she's, like, really in, like, bad mental territory. Ooh, do they do the misfits? I don't know if they got into the misfits okay. or not. That was her last film before she, she died. They may have started to. Okay. I'm not 100% sure. I guess I'll find out. Yeah, you'll find out. <laughs> Oh my God! So that, ladies and gentlemen, were the 2022 43rd annual Razzie Awards. Jack, how are you feeling? Um, you know, I think I actually felt worse last year because everything <laughs> we had assumed was wrong. And literally, everything we had assumed was wrong. We got some stuff right this time, and yeah. and also the winner's a movie. <laughs> the winner is a movie. I do feel. I, we, I feel like better we kind of. I feel like we kind of wished on a monkey's paw for that part, uh, because it was this movie. That but, is true. But it was a movie at least. But like the winners feel feel right. Yeah, I, I don't have any qualms with these choices. Same. And and for and for what they did with worst actress. You know, that's probably, that's yeah. arguably the classiest thing the Razzies have ever done. <laughs> it's still a very low bar. It's a very low bar. But... <laughs> like, the bar was practically on the ground to begin with, but... As I think we're going to see in the second part of this episode. Yeah, you know, we're going to we're gonna get into it. Yeah, we're definitely going to get into it. So, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to watch this uh, Razzies acceptance video from the, uh, <laughs> for, for, for the worst actress category, and we'll be back. Hi everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And if you've ever watched a TV show and thought to yourself, oh my god, that season finale plot twist was absolutely bonkers. Or seen a movie and thought, wow, I need to talk to somebody about this train wreck immediately. Then we think you'll fit right in with our podcast, I Hate It, Let's Watch It. We watch TV shows like Riverdale and Emily in Paris. And movies like Deep Water, Killer Sofa, Rubber, and Deadly Illusions. And we give them the total rinse they deserve. It's basically group therapy for movie masochists. So come check us out wherever you stream podcasts. Welcome back, everybody. So we just watched the uh, <laughs> the video of the Razzies winners' announcements, and it it sure does include them accepting their award. They do. Um, nineteen ninety seven Clippy style. <laughs> it really is <laughs> little golden raspberry <laughs> with a bow tie. Yeah, given given his little speech, uh, just, uh, you know, owning that you know they they fucking earned this, <laughs> and uh, you know they 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 acknowledge that the creative process involves you know trying stuff out and growing and changing and so on and so forth and. You know, hopefully, you know, right. Hopefully, people will stick around with them until they make their next mistake. <laughs> I, I do want to know if they have stopped doing in-person award shows entirely. I mean, I know that over the pandemic they didn't do any. Yeah, um, it it kind of seems like it. Like they, I know they were supposed to do like a big in-person thing in 2020, mm-hmm. but then COVID hit as hard as it did. Yeah, and like that shut everything down. I don't think they've recovered. 
you know, and then last year they had the Bruce Willis issue, and this year they had the Ryan Kira Armstrong issue. Like, I don't know. Maybe if they don't fuck up in the nomination <laughs> process, they'll actually be able to like put together something for uh, for for real. Now we do have something planned for our third season finale that I don't want to talk about. Yeah, we do. I'm so excited I'm about really that. Excited we're about we're it. not going to reveal it yet. I'm so. Oh my god, you're not even ready. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I. Ran it past Scott, and he's also excited. Hell yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. You got nobody else gets to know about this. Just no, yet. no, no. You, oh, you were. Uh, mm. But like, we're still gonna do like the Razzie. Oh yeah, yeah. We're still gonna do yeah. Like like we said in uh, in Mac and Me Part One. Like we're we're branching out. We're expanding what mm-hmm. we can do with this show. We're gonna ex- experiment in ways that you know you might not see coming, and maybe we don't even see coming yet. Uh, but we're still going to also you know we're gonna keep the key conceit of what the, what the show has been going. We're just gonna you know spread some of that out and do some other stuff too and with that in mind i'd I'd love to be able to live stream the razzies at some point i would very much love to be able to do that that would be huge um but but uh, what what treat do you have for us uh right now yeah i mean treat's a fun word for it but uh (laughs) but i mean this this is the fun thing about the razzies is that we still have all this history that we can delve into we have here the uh razzies rather unfortunate and persistent history of nominating children for awards. Because Ryan Kira Armstrong was, of course, not the first child to be nominated for a Razzie. She is the last, thankfully. Uh, but there were several others. Well, we we did cover one. Yeah, so we, we did cover one of them. I'm not going to start with her, though, because there was actually one before her. Really? Yeah, because th- that was the second Razzie Awards. The first Guys. Razzie Awards, Brooke Shields. How old was she? 14 years old for the Blue Lagoon. Are you are you familiar with the Blue Lagoon, Jack? I'm aware of its reputation, but I've not watched it. So yeah, I haven't seen it either. But I did I did you know look into a little bit. So mm-hmm. the base idea is that a um uh, a couple of young cousins, if I'm not mistaken, and their like caretaker are stranded on an island. Uh, caretaker dies of alcoholism, and then they it have happens. to kind of survive out in the wilderness on their own for a while and end up fucking eventually <laughs> right. and like kind of living as a family here on this uh on this on this island and they you know eventually they try to get off of it and with along with their child that they named after their drunken caretaker who died uh and like their uncle finds them or something i don't know sure. it's it 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 sounds like a mess uh but brook shields is literally a 14 year old girl <laughs> at the time of this of the time yeah. of this uh this project coming out or, or at the time that she was working on this project. And it's a highly sexualized role. Yeah. Like it is a deeply uncomfortable role for a teenager to have to play. That's what I'm aware of, is that it's deeply inappropriate to have yeah. cast uh, an actress of that age for that role. Yeah. I mean, one of the plot points of the movie, if I'm not mistaken, is her, like, getting her first period. And she's, like, nervous that her cousin's going to find it and think, she, and think it's a wound. So he's, like, so she's, like, trying to hide trying to hide it. and what it's Neat. Yeah. Neat. Uh, so of course she did not do any of the new, like, fully nude scenes right, herself. Yeah. Uh, those were handled by a 32 year old body double. <laughs> right. So for audiences, I imagine that was confusing. I want to watch and, it, but I don't want to watch it. Yeah, basically, uh, there were there were scenes that she did perform topless, uh, but they literally glued her hair to her breasts. Huh. Yeah. Wonder who got that job. <laughs> the 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 boob gluer, the boob gluer. Try the same person that had to tape Carrie Fisher's breasts together. Yeah, probably. 
Just I wouldn't be surprised. Professional boob sticker. I got pigeonholed into this one job. <laughs> yeah. I keep having to do it. No. Oh. Uh, that reminds me of not the Carrie Fisher tape boobs. Um, <laughs> in I might fuck up the name of the the movie, but I think it's the girl who lives at the end of the lane or something like that. It's a really. Um, it's when Jodie Foster was like super young. Okay, love the movie. It's fantastic. Is this before Taxi Driver? Yeah. Okay. I actually might be like, it's right either or like before or like, yeah. But she has a like sexy scene and she's very clearly underage. Yeah. They got her sister who was, was old enough. That's still uncomfortable. It's still weird. That's, I, it, that, I, I don't feel good about that. No. Oh <laughs> <laughs> boy. But the very similar body types and people were like, why would you make Judy Foster naked? And she's like, I did. It was my sister. <laughs> anyways a fantastic movie neat <laughs> moving on uh so second child to be nominated as we as we discussed in our mommy dearest episode mara hobel she was nine years old when she played a young christina crawford so i i learned something new about this movie uh, mommy dearest mommy dearest i learned something new that we did not cover because uh did you know that uh rutania alda who played carol ann Wrote a tell-all. I did not. I just learned this the oh, other day. God. She wrote a tell-all about the entire production, and she does mention little Mara Hobel in the in the midst of this yeah. uh, clusterfuck book. We'll say book. I have yeah. Oh oh, I thought we were referring to the movie itself. Oh yes, and oh. <laughs> uh, so she when she refers to. Hobel in the book, I think it's kind of indicative of the way that chil- like children as actors used to be viewed Yeah, uh, uh, at that point in time in the industry. She refers to Hobel as like an adult in miniature, a bleach blonde 45-year-old dwarf. She keeps grilling Fuck. me. She keeps grilling me to list more of my credits. It's frust- <laughs> it's frustrating to be challenged to a pissing contest by anyone, but especially by a nine-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds so, me of the little girl in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. See, I still haven't seen that. There's Leo's character is on like an old west set mm-hmm. with like a young girl, and she's asking all these questions about yeah. people about people's credits and stuff. Yeah, because he's kind of like washed up at that point. Oh, okay. <laughs> so now is she doing it from the from from the uh, the standpoint of like, oh my god, weren't you in this? Didn't you do this? Did, was she like impressed, or is she like trying to gauge where he's at so she so she can show off? One than the other. One than the other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious because in, in my mind, I think nine year old asking a bunch of questions like that. Isn't it, like, that just sounds like a, a thing a kid would do? I don't think the kid's intentionally getting into a pissing contest with a grown ass woman. Nine, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would depend on if you were raised like a normal child or if you were raised by a pageant mom. That's a fair point, and I don't know that for yeah. either way. I don't know what her actual upbringing was or how many credits she actually had under her belt at the time. Yeah, um, I do know that, that the Razzie's she- fucked up. I do know that A, the Rassies fucked up, and B, that wasn't the end of her career by any stretch of the imagination. She's She kept acting for years and years and years mm. after that. Her most recent credit that I could find was actually in 2008 in M. Night Shyamalan's The Happening. Oh, yeah. sweetie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but hey, good for her. Hey, yeah, she yeah. kept working. Uh, oh, also, they nominated Brooke Shields again, this time age 15, for Endless Love. They nominated the same child twice. <laughs> <laughs> Two consecutive years. Damn it. 
Uh, then they took a break from from belittling children. Right. But, you know, the 90s, as much as a lot of people have nostalgia for them, they were terrible. The 90s? The 90s were pretty terrible yeah. in a lot of ways. Uh, especially for uh, our next nominee here. 1995, Macaulay Culkin was 14 years oh, old. Oh, no. 14 years old. And he was nominated for my girl. Three oh. movies. Oh no, he was. My girl was younger. He was. He oh, had already. Yeah. My girl was already in his past at this point. As was Home Alone and everything. No, he was nominated for three different movies: Getting Even with Dad, The Page Master, and Richie Rich. Okay, well, he probably deserved for Richie Rich, but he is still a child. Still, he's still a child. <laughs> keep in mind. The the other thing that's really frustrating with this is that un, unlike the other two nominees. Who, where there were a bunch of other people from these movies nominated for Razzies, Macaulay Culkin's the only person from any of those three productions to be nominated for a Razzie. Huh. Literally the only one. So Macaulay Culkin has actually said things about having been nominated for Razzies. Good. Uh, specifically, when Ryan Kira Armstrong was nominated, there was a big outcry from a bunch of former child actors. In particular, I remember Drew Barrymore being very outraged, uh, but Macaulay Culkin was amongst them, though he did it a lot more gently. He took he hmm. took to Twitter and he said the following two things I could find. Uh, I guess it was much easier to make fun of kids in 1995. And just gently letting them know that their digs at a 14-year-old version of me weren't appreciated. That's okay. it. Calm, measured. Yeah. Yeah. And he's gone through some shit. He's gone through some shit and it was largely this year. Or it was it was 1995 that gave him the most shit. Like that critical hmm. ringer that he got put through there, it, that caused him to back away from the movie industry. Like that put him into yeah. early retirement. Uh, he didn't come back to do anything, if I'm not mistaken, until 2003 when he was in Party Monster. Uh, Jesus, and it's only, yeah. and it's, only it's only really been recently that he's been actually jumping back into his career in earnest. He was, he was doing music for a while. He was doing music for a while. Yeah, that is true. He may still be doing that. That's I'm not true. 100% yeah. sure. Uh, but he has had appearances recently uh, in 2021 on American Horror Story Double Feature. And in a in a cameo on uh, some more news, the movie on on YouTube as one of the various alternate universe Cody Johnstons, which I'm pretty <laughs> sure they literally just like paid for him to do a thing on uh, cameo. That's so they got his, they got his cameo through cameo. I'm pretty sure because they also they also had Marl Wilson as an alternate <laughs> Cody in that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, another former child actor. Look at the legalities of that. <laughs> hey, they agreed to it. They took the money. But he was also he also had a uh, a role recently in The Righteous Gemstones as of last year, which is a HBO series. It's very good. You would really hmm. enjoy it. Uh, about a family that runs a uh, a colossal mega church. John Goodman, Danny McBride, uh, Adam Devine. Okay. Walton Goggins. Like it's it's fucking Ooh. it's fucking great. Okay. It's yeah. A good cast. Uh if I'm not mistaken, Macaulay Culkin is Walton Goggins is like illegitimate son. Okay. <laughs> Which I think I can gotta see that. <laughs> I, I have not seen that season yet. There's only two seasons uh-huh. so far, but I, I'm dying to see that now. I need to jump back into season two. So while that's all fun, and I'm glad that he, you know, he's doing a lot better and he's reclaiming yeah. his career. Uh, there was one more kid to have been nominated for a Razzie, and this one's this one's sad. Okay, embracing myself. Well, I think you know who I'm going to talk about. The year was 1999. 
I'm like blanking entirely on what movies came out that year. So when Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom oh, Menace no. came out, Jake Lloyd was nine years old. This one is sad. This one is sad. Um, I, I'm hoping that he's doing better, which we'll get into a little bit here. Uh-huh. So yeah, Jake Lloyd was nine years old when he played a young Anakin Skywalker. And the backlash to his performance has been thoroughly fucking documented. Like yes. he, he he suffered so much abuse from the press and from his peers. Like he he is arguably the most berated and harassed Star uh, Star Wars personality outside of perhaps Ahmed Best for the for, for say, the performance yeah. as, Jar, as Jar Jar Binks uh, and or potentially Kelly Kelly Marie Tran. For uh, or after the last Jedi, because she she got she got bullied off of yeah. social media and like got so sick of the racist backlash that she she actually like changed her name back to her real name, huh. which good for her. Uh, and Ahmed Best contemplated suicide yeah. over the treatment that he got for for uh, for voicing Jar Jar. Like none of that's deserved. Jake had it really fucking bad though. Uh, so before, because he was a child, because he was a literal fucking child, like he, like George Lucas picked him because he came across as a child and not a child actor. Hmm, okay, you know, like that's not like which I think is true in his performance. Yeah, I agree. I think I think that he he just feels like a, he feels like an innocent little kid. Yeah. So before that, he had uh, I think his biggest role had been in Jingle All the Way. With, oh, was that before? Yeah, it was that was ninety okay. that was nineteen ninety six. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, because he, he was a little—he was a little bit younger. Uh, he was actually—he would have been six. Uh, so he—he he was like six years old in Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. After after this, he only did two more roles: uh, Die with Me and Madison. The latter of which didn't actually release until two thousand five. But okay. after the after those all finished up in two thousand one, he retired from acting. He'd never get back in front of a camera yeah. again. Uh, he. And he specifically stated that it was due to a combination of the consistent bullying from his peers and harassment from the press that pushed him to do yeah. that. So being a nine-year-old nominated for a Razzie, uh, all the shitty things that critics wrote about him. Surprisingly, he kept going to sci-fi and comic conventions for a while after retiring. Like, no there's, kidding. Yeah, like there, huh. there are some pictures of him as uh, as a teenager at Star Wars Celebration. Like he had gone for he had gone for a while to still participate in a lot of that stuff. And he was actually going to keep going with uh, with film. He went, but he wanted to get behind the camera. So he I was. I remember reading that he was going to go to school for, to study uh, film and psychology. He was going to uh, he was going to pr- uh, direct a documentary about Tibetan refugees in India, <laughs> and he was commissioned to shoot a music video for or a promotional video for uh, for the singer Mallory Lowe that. Uh, oddly enough, stars Daniel Logan, who was the little kid who played young Boba Fett in Attack of the Clones. Huh. So that was kind of neat. Yeah. Um, that video, I think, actually did get released. Like, that does exist. Okay. But he ended up dropping out of school after a semester. Yeah. Uh, and then things really started going downhill for him. Uh, March of 2015, police responded to a report that Lloyd had went to his mother's home, berated her, and then physically assaulted her. Uh, she did not press charges. Specifically because he'd been diagnosed with schizophrenia and he had been off his medications. Yeah. So she did not feel that pressing charges would have been the best thing for her son in that time. Uh, June of 2015, uh, Jake Lloyd was arrested after running a red light, uh, turned into a high-speed car chase. 
Uh, so he was then charged with reckless driving, driving without a license, and resisting arrest. Uh, bail was set at $10,700, but he was not released on bail. Uh, in fact, he was held in a detention center for 10 months. What? 10 months until he was eventually transitioned to a psychiatric facility. It was April of 2016 he was transitioned to a psychiatric facility. Damn. Yeah, so yeah, so he was held away from his family, hopefully not away from his doctors or his medication, right. uh, but still detained for 10 fucking months as a as a schizophrenic individual. Yeah. Not great. Not great at all. Uh, so they did, he was eventually moved to a, um, to a psychiatric facility. Uh, and at that time, in a statement to TMZ, his mom confirmed that their family was committed to getting him more help once he was released from jail. So they were still confident that like mm -hmm. they, you know, they wanted to be there for him. They wanted to be a support system. Um, or at least like that's what the case was until uh, his sister unfortunately passed away in her sleep at the age of 26 in 2018. And that was a huge blow for their entire family. Yeah. Uh, uh, thankfully they did, you know, then like redouble their efforts and, and commitment to wanting to get him well. Uh, and they did get to have him move to a, a facility that was closer to the family. So they're able to visit him okay. and be, a, yeah. be more of a part of his therapy and his recovery. Uh, he did receive a, a new diagnosis, so he is specifically paranoid schizophrenic with uh, an additional symptom, uh, anosognosia, I think is mm, how it's pronounced. Familiar. It's basically an, a, la a lack of awareness of your own symptoms. So not only huh. is he dealing with being par uh, paranoid schizophrenic, but he also uh, he also does not have any kind of like personal insight right. into his own symptoms, which this is it's it's. It's not a super common thing to happen to people, but like it can happen across a whole different range of conditions. Like I, uh, the article that cites this mm -hmm. uh, links to a paper about um, uh, anosognosia coming uh, uh, popping up in um, Parkinson's patients. Oh, okay. So like they have they have like, the tremors and everything associated with Parkinson's disease, but they have no awareness of it. So he would not be able to do any kind of um, cognitive behavioral therapy. Theoretically, I, I guess not. I, I don't know for sure. And, you know, neither of us are mental health professionals. I can't really say either way um, what therapy is going to be uh, is going to be helpful in those cases. Uh, my understanding is they do have uh, they do have him on medication mm -hmm. to help with these things. And again, he does have his family with him and in his corner fighting for him throughout all of this. So. His in his mom's most recent statements that she has uh, specifically said that you know he is still his empathetic, caring self, and they're hopeful that with the treatment that he's receiving, that he'll be back to being his you know his fun, entertaining self as well. God, I knew that was going to be sad. I didn't know it was going to get that fucking sad. It's oh, dark. Man. It's yeah. really, it's really dark. I, I I like and one one of the things that makes me the most frustrated with this is that kind of stress and strain and um feeling of people ganging up on you from all angles as yeah. a child very likely contributed to oh, this absolutely. happening. Like, yeah. I, like I can't say, you know, I can't just say like, no, this is what caused his schizophrenia, but right. like, it, you know, whether or not he was, whether or not he was going to manifest schizophrenia or whether or not he was going to develop it at a certain point in life mm -hmm. or whatever, like this is definitely a contributing factor to how it hit him. Yeah. Some of this could have been avoided or at least more, more, Navigable, even more, if he, more easily uh, mitigated, I guess. Even if he didn't have schizophrenia, he still would have had that trauma. Yeah. 
Oh, absolutely. God, that's terrible. I, it's so bad. I would have been in the sixth grade when episode one came out. Yeah. And I was like at the perfect age to be able to enjoy that. Miss the kind of I like I knew I was aware it wasn't as good as the original. So sure, I was still sure. I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, I loved episode one when it, whenever it originally yeah. came out. I was so psyched about that. Uh, but I remember watching it over and over again with my cousin and my sister. Like yeah. we like we we loved the, those movies as kids. Like again, not quite as much as the originals, but like they like they were still in constant rotation. We still yeah. went to go see all of them as they were coming out. It didn't they didn't really lose me until like maybe the second one and definitely the third one. But See the second the second one I was kind of like, eh, I don't know about this. The third yeah. one I I did like at the time. I maybe went to the drive-in to see it with a girl. Um, uh, okay. And <laughs> had other things on my mind. Yeah, see, I was not cool, so <laughs> I did not do that. Yeah, it was a weird, like, senior year. <laughs> I I was the new meet. Oh. So, because I, I moved my senior year of high school yeah. to a smaller high school, and they're like, ah, we've all known each other since kindergarten. You're new here. <laughs> That's my story. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, I thought General Grievous was stupid. Yeah, kind of. I think if you know if you if you had watched the uh, Genny Tartakovsky Clone Wars, then like yeah. you knew a little bit more about him. Is that how you say his name? Genny Tartakovsky. Man, I've said yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, one one last point I want to I want to make to wrap all of this up because uh, th- this is still specific to Lloyd, but I think okay. it, I think it's a really useful thing to keep in mind for literally any child actor. Uh, in 2017, Mark Hamill public, uh, publicly voiced his frustration with the treatment that Jake Lloyd received. Yeah. Uh, he said, I couldn't believe some of the things they wrote about the prequels, you know. I, I mean, like, really, beyond I didn't like it. Like, I'm still angry about the way they treated Jake Lloyd. He was only 10 years old, that boy, and he did exactly what George wanted him to do. Believe me, I understand clunky dialogue. <laughs> yeah. So that line, he did exactly what George wanted him to do. He's a child following yeah. directions from the adults around him, doing his best to make what the director is telling him to do come to life on film. That is a tall fucking order for any kid. For, he, for some actors, that's a tall fucking order. Right. But like, he's he's he was nine. I think <laughs> like, people sometimes forget that the actors usually, most of the time, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, are not writing their own fucking dialogue. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I think that that's what we need to remember whenever we're looking at the performance of kids yeah. on screen. It's like they're telling they're, or they're they're saying and doing things that adults are telling them to say to say or do. Yeah. They, they they very likely don't have a grasp on what the full script is, on what the full story is. They're not like Stan- a sci-fi movie. Yeah. They're not like Stanislavski trained actors for <laughs> right. God's sake. Like they're children. <laughs> God that Makes me want to puke. Um, yeah. Well. So bravo to the Razzies for realizing how fucking wrong you were to do the thing that you did and to make it so that you'll never do this to another child again. And, you know, if you're you're a nerd, maybe chill out a little bit. Yeah, especially you Star Wars fans. Like, calm down. <laughs> it's not that serious. Leave, the, leave these people alone, especially you're, these children. Listen, I've been a nerd for as long as I could read. And there's been plenty of bad stories of for characters that I enjoy. Oh, sure. Yeah. I have a document on my phone 
that's my own personal headcanon for Star Wars. You have mentioned this. I before, do. Yes, <laughs> I've I've expanded upon it since playing Fallen Order because like, well, that's got to be on there because uh, it's real good. It's really good. It's really fucking good. Um, and you know what I do with the movies I don't like? They just don't, don't exist in my head, and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. It's yeah. You don't. It, that's like you don't need to try to crowdfund money to reshoot the Last Jedi. You don't need to berate children at conventions or online or in reviews or whatever. Like you don't need to do any of that toxic shit. You can just say that like I didn't like that for this reason yeah. and then let it go. I think it was a very old episode of like Fat Man on Batman, which I've not listened to in years. It's been a minute, yeah. Where he was talking to the then Batman writer Scott Snyder. Yeah. Uh or had talked to him. And Scott Snyder basically redid year one of Batman, which is like sacred material. Yeah. And even he was like, just headcanon it, man. Like Batman has been around since the thirties. There's been some stupid stories. There's been, there will be stupid stories. Sure. It's fiction. It's fiction. And he has, and he, he has a, a villain in his rogues gallery named Calendar Man. Who like exists. Calendar Man. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, but he, like, I, I also am fond of Calendar Man. He's very silly. He's a very silly idea. If we're going to go with silly villains, let's go with Condiment King. Okay, okay Condiment King, fair. <laughs> that is objectively sillier. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's all fiction. It's all fiction. You don't need to ruin a real person's life. Yeah, exactly. If you love something and you feel strongly about it, yes, I get that. That does not give you license to, like, lash out at other yeah. people who you don't fucking know and... <laughs> Who were trying their best. God, now I want to write like a letter to Jake. Like, hey, man. The hope fucking, you're doing okay. Like, the fucking planet owes that man an apology. Yeah, I he, actually, he's only two years old, younger than me. It's like gross. Yeah. It's gross. Enjoyed you and Jingle all the way. I did enjoy him and Jingle all the way. It was a stupid movie. It was a stupid movie. But I enjoyed I, it It was a stupid movie that I really liked as a kid. Yeah. Uh, I think there's like a subplot about like somebody mailing bombs in the mail, which wouldn't play well today. They, but... Yeah. Though they're sure it, yeah, there's definitely <laughs> which... a mail bomb joke. Uh, anyway. <laughs> we've gone some places today. We sure have. Whew. Oh, man. Man, I cannot wait for our next episode, partly because I need to get it out of my head. I yeah. see buttholes everywhere I look. Oh my god! Yeah. So the next episode. Yeah. So the next episode. Um. Well, w we still have to release our. Oh um, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. We uh our Terry Gilliam episode will come yes. up, come out after this, and then our treatment of Caligula oh, featuring god. Antonio Palacios from the uh, Cultworthy podcast will be coming out in in, in April. If you've never uh, watched Caligula, the movie from 1978 uh, 79, there are multiple versions of it. Uh, the hardest one to to find and the most infamous is the uh uncut movie it's it's containing many pornographic scenes yep i still have to watch it i'm i am both terrified and excited <laughs> <laughs> jack jack's still having some like shell shock from this. so oh god i'm so happy i get to do this so there's this grant morrison book <laughs> <laughs> You haven't brought up Grant Morrison. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty cool. Uh, called The Filth. And oh, God. in order to write it, it's a 12-issue maxi-series, he researched all form of vile smut. All form of legal vile smut. Sure, sure. Uh, 
to just drench himself, kind of saturate himself in in that world so he could write this book. And, uh, you know, today it's still their proudest story, according to them. Really? Yeah. I don't oh I don't God. get it. I mean, I've read it. I need to reread it now as an adult who's, I don't know, more jaded, <laughs> <laughs> less easily scandalized. But sure. that's kind of what I feel like researching Caligula right now. Fascinating. Yeah. Because, like, the real Caligula was also vile and disgusting. Sure. The literally the only thing I know about him are like the you know, the 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 depraved orgies and whatnot that he's mm-hmm. known for throughout history, and also that Venture Brothers episode where they have where he where he uh, uh, was storing something within his ass and yeah that tracks <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Jack, how are you feeling? terrible <laughs> yeah i'm sorry I, i'm sorry that we had to end this one on such a downer but like there was no there was no avoiding talking about jake lloyd and and no and, and absolutely ending on jake lloyd yeah um so uh, uh i'm excited to see where the career of ryan Kier armstrong goes uh and i hope i i hope i hope for good things for any child actors out there all uh, former and current former and current yes well hey <laughs> 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 Did you enjoy this episode? You should listen to some of our other stuff. Joe, where can you they should. find those you, other? Yeah, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, please rate and review our shows uh, wherever you listen to help get us into more people's ear holes. Uh, we're on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, wherever you can possibly rate and review podcasts. We're likely there. Uh, you can also reach out to us on social media and follow us uh, on Twitter at Derazzled Pod, on Facebook at Derazzled Podcast, on Instagram and TikTok at Derazzled underscore podcast. And of course, if you have any suggestions for things you'd like to see us cover in season three, send them our way to derazzledpodcast at gmail.com. You can also let us know uh, if there's any merch you would like to see pop up in our Redbubble merch store. So uh, yeah, feel free to do any and all of that, please and thank you. I recently found a list of like a really well compiled list of the worst movies ever. Oh, good. And we, we've covered a number of them without knowing it. Oh, great. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm neither am I. Um, <laughs> some of them are also Razzie winners. So there's, there's some cross crossover. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't have to only be a Razzie movie. If you want to suggest if there's something, yeah, if there's, if there's a bad movie out there that like, it was not touched by the Razzies and is like, you know, a cult favorite or yeah. a so good it's bad thing you want to see us delve into. We'll do that. We've already done that a few times. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Send it our way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you everybody for joining us. Be sure to check in next time. As always, we will be sure to razzle dazzle. Yeah. <laughs>